Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. What's making news around the world? What's making you, Sam? You know I love this. I, I lean forward and I look forward. <laughs> Mark Stafford. Yes. I want to take you to Florida. Nautical. Oh, nautical, if I may. Yes. Um, and a company by the name of Yara Marine Tech and uh, a Mitsubishi-owned Pyxis Ocean chartered by Cargill, which is a big, fat old cargo ship Mm -hmm. uh, that is getting set uh, to leave on her maiden voyage. Utilising, staff, the uh, world's first wind-powered... It is the world's first wind-powered cargo ship. Okay. Right? So So, so yacht. Wind wings. They've been fitted onto the Mitsubishi-owned Pikes Ocean chartered by Cargill, designed by a team of British Olympic sailors. It's been built by Yara Marine Tech, and the wind wings are expected to save up to 30% on shipping fuel on average. Mark Stafford, have these people ever looked at a photo of the 1800s? Because I'm pretty sure we had these ships a long time ago. Yes. And like you said, they're called yachts. (laughs) And they're called sails. Uh, not wind wings. So what are they calling this thing? Wind wings. A wind-powered... It's a wind-powered cargo ship, but they're calling them wind wings. Now, some scientists somewhere, and probably the Olympic sailors, are are laughing in the bank with this one, because they've gone, how funny would it be? Get this, guys. Get this. What if we put sails on it and told them that it was saving the world and saving energy and saving fuel? Genius. I've just looked at it. I've just looked at it. Now, look, I am being a little bit unfair because they're obviously modern design, so um, they'll work alongside an engine. Uh, there's an expectations from previous tests that the bolt carrier will also be able to sail on wind power alone, reaching more than five and a half knots, which, I don't know, is fast for a, a cargo ship. Um, it left Singapore, actually, last week en route to uh, the port of Palangua in Brazil. Uh, this test will determine whether the ship will last the full distance, um, I guess, around, as it goes around the world. If it makes all the way to port, hundreds more will be fitted with the fiberglass aerofoils, which are 123 feet above the deck. So look, they're fancy sails, but at the end of the day, staff, it does just look like a cargo ship with sails, and I've got to wonder if they didn't just go back in time, grab the Endeavour, put it back together, <laughs> and, put it, and put a couple of barrels of fuel on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway. That's uh, a story through me this morning and it's throwing me right now. Have you seen uh, what's happening with the NBA's social media nope. over the last 24 hours? No. Nope. 40 million NBA followers on Facebook had a bit of a shock uh, after seeing a post today from a former NBA employee who still had access to the Facebook account. Rule number one, folks, when you get sacked from a job, well, if you're an employer, um, shut down all the social media sites. Here's the, what the post said, Steph. How do I log out of this, question mark? Haven't worked here in weeks. 
Anyway, the NBA overextends its social media employees greatly to the detriment of their health and social lives for a salary of less than $50,000 annually after taxes. I worked 14-hour shifts without breaks at times. Shout out Adam Silver. We don't get health insurance until 90 days on the job. That's silly, isn't it? Glad I resigned. No need for a job to get in the way of your happiness. Donate to mental health causes. Peace hand symbol emoji. The post was live on the NBA Facebook page for 20 minutes, which is That's far long too enough. long. Uh, managed to attract over 3,600 reactions. Screenshotted by many news outlets. And that is the story in the NBA today. They'll be hating it. Absolutely they will. I've run into that problem though. Can I tell you a little quick story? Uh, when I was at the Herald... And uh, I had access to uh, many of their social media accounts. One job that I had, um, they asked me, they were dumping all these different jobs. I mean, one job they said is, look, on like a, I think it was like on a Thursday night, we need you to look after all of the Herald's um, Twitter accounts, which didn't just include the Herald, it included the sports, Herald the sport, entertainment, Herald the politics. movies, and Spy magazine, oh. which was the, you know, the celebrity golf. Um, I got access to that Facebook page, staff, and through a few random events, um, the people that controlled that page left the company and they slowly dropped off the Facebook page and I became the admin of Spy Magazine's Facebook page. Now, the problem was, by the time I left NZME, and I, this was, so I had left NZME for like a good like year or two when all of this transpired because other people left after me that had access to the account. So I became the sole owner slash moderator of Spy Magazine Facebook page after two years of leaving um, NZME. And I couldn't relinquish that title because in order to relinquish it, I had to have somebody else accept it, like email, have their email, have them accept it and sort of do this crossover. And because it had been two years, I didn't feel like I could just email the Herald and be like, hey, who can I set this up for? It just felt all very random. So I don't actually know if I've still got access to it or not, but for a long Give time. Give it a go. Maybe I should actually. Let's just go on it quickly. Hold on. Spy. No, I think I entered a mate's email. I think I did enter a mate's email. That's nah, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Um, we could have started the last all post sorts was, of The last post was in 2019. It was probably me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, where, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. Um, get rid of your social accounts when you leave a workplace. Right. And uh, if we may go to uh, the great town state, I should say, of Tennessee, where the world's first spotless, uh, spotless giraffe has been born. I saw that. Did you? Yeah, just before. The rarest giraffe in the world, they say. Born on the 31st of July at Bright Zoo in Limestone, Tennessee. It's a baby giraffe that stands around six feet tall with an average birth height of a female giraffe being about 1.8 metres. Six foot. Um, a newborn giraffe will suck it... I don't know if you want me to go into this. It's basically It's a telling me about why no tall spots. it is. I don't know why. But it's a, it's a giraffe with no spots. Um, they're asking for a name for the baby giraffe. I'm not sure if they've figured that one out yet. Um... But apparently they're slipping into extinction. 40% of the world's giraffe population lost in just the last three decades. Wow. So anyway, conservation efforts, that's what zoos are for. But uh, it, it is a spotless giraffe in the truest sense of the word. If you want to see it, you can go to Bright Zoo in Limestone, Tennessee. Now, I have a fact for you mm. that is actually more of an exercise. Right. Now, it's going to be hard for people to play along at home, but if you can write it down or maybe just save the podcast and go back and listen later... Um, do it on someone, you know, you know, do it on a on a friend and see if they come up with the same response. So, Steph, I just want you to pick up that uh, thing next to you on your right there on the desk. I want you to just pick that, yep, that what you're pointing at there. Yep, My phone. Pick that up, yep. Now, um, I'm just going to turn Steph's um, microphone and his headphones off, and I'm going to tell you guys the fact. Um, I haven't done it yet, Steph. I will tell you guys the fact, 
and um, then we're going to test it on staff and he's not going to hear to, to make sure that we're not unbiased. So I'm just going to turn off your, your mic and your, your headphones now. Steph, now give me a thumbs up. Can you hear? Okay, he's not hearing anything because I asked. He's not even responding. He said, I can't hear you. That's good stuff. So uh, in English, native speakers often instinctively follow a general sequence of adjectives even though they may not be consciously aware of the pattern. So the typical order, if I was asked you to describe something, the typical order you would describe it in is uh, your opinion of it. So you might think, oh, it's a crappy or it's a dull or it's a whatever. So it goes opinion, size, age, shape, colour, origin, material and purpose. For example, if you saw this particular thing, you would call it a small red Japanese commuter car rather than a commuter Japanese red small car. Both of those are grammatically correct, but the second one sounds very odd to us, doesn't it? Commuter Japanese red small car. No, 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 it's a small red Japanese commuter car. It's funny how our brains do that. So apparently we've got this subconscious pattern. Now let's test it on Steph. I'm going to turn his mic back on. He's been sitting there going, mate, we need to speed this up. He's been sitting there waiting patiently. We've got you back now, Steph. Yeah, so I've just, I've, done, I've just I've, had a text from Jimmy Smith in Australia actually right. while he's been waffling on. You were, I was gone a while. Yeah, so um, I've explained this to, to the audience the little test I'm going to do. So that thing that you've got in your hand. My phone. I want you to, okay, we half ruined it. I need oh. you to, I want you to describe that to me in sort of as many words as you can. Like, think of adjectives and try and describe what you're holding your right hand to me as best you can. Um, um, it's, I guess it's small. It's it's newish. It's not very old, so it's it's sort of newish. It's um, God, how do you describe that? It's a rectangle. Um, it's grey. It's glass and plastic. And it's um, how many do you want? It's a phone. It's my camera. It's okay. That's that's probably enough. We can stop there. So just run through that quickly for me again. You said it was it was newish. Um, I said it was small. Newish. Newish. What's well, like three months old? I suppose it's a small. Newish. The uh, rectangle was grey. Yep. And it's glass and plastic. glass and plastic. Right. So I just read out to everyone on here that um, people indistinctively follow a general sequence of adjectives when they list things like that mm-hmm. without even thinking about it. And it goes: opinion, size, age, shape, colour, origin, material, and purpose. Now, you, uh, if we go through it, you said the size first. You said it was small. Yeah. Then you said it was newish, which yeah. is its age. You said it was a rectangle, which is its shape grey which is its colour and then you said it was gla- a glassy phone which is material and purpose so you literally ticked all of those boxes bang 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 How I hate that? being common I just I blew your mind Go you're try- like a mag- you're, you're like Uri Geller you're like you're like David Chris Blaine. Angel yeah. you're like David Blaine go and try it on uh, someone you know people Jeepers. how about that for a fact of the day that has blown the very little mind I clearly have now because I just conform.